Hello everyone and welcome to another video. Today we are looking at the Judas Tayo 2024 root reveal and as always I'm joined by Mr. Gregor himself, Ewan Wilson and yeah Ewan we've saw the very long presentation. They really dragged it out. We're going to go through the stages and kind of discuss what we think is going to happen. Yeah exactly that. The Judas 2024 is the first Grand Tour to have its root fully revealed for next year beginning in Piemonte and ending in Rome. So, and Scott, shall we dig into this route? Yeah, we might as well. Uh, obviously, as you said, Piemonte, not going outside of the borders. But uh, yeah, what does it kind of look like? The first few stages. Well, we started in Piemonte a couple of years back in 2021, and they've got the right to host it again. Okay, uh, it all begins with a hilly stage into Turin, uh, which held a crucial stage of the 2022 edition of the race, also former Winter Olympic host city and Eurovision Song Contest host in the past 20 or so years. Uh, the stage does include I mean, a hilly run into the line, should be one for the lumpy sprinters. If we're very lucky, we could get some GC action. Uh, stage two also continues our GC action as we head up to Europa. In 2014, we came up and it was Enrico Battaglin who took the stage win and in 2017 at the centenary Giro d'Italia we went up to the top of this climb and it was won by Tom Dumoulin. It's got a little cobble finale and uh, it finishes just outside a sanctuary. It's very pretty indeed. It's going to be 6% for roughly 11.8 kilometers. By day three things will have settled down however as we leave Piemonte and move towards Fossano. The day after we continue down the well we move towards the coastline in Aquiterme to Andorra, not the sovereign state in the Pyrenees. This is the town in Italy. Stage five goes from Genoa to Lucca, a beautiful little town. Our first sort of proper hilly day, which isn't their stage one. The day after in stage six is our um, much anticipated gravel stage. We believe we're going to have gravel stages at the Giro and the Tour of France. Gravel stage at the Giro, stage six, and um, there's not much gravel at all. Uh, it's a bit of an anti-climax, to be honest. Only 11.6 kilometers of gravel. Remember back in 2021, we had a gravel stage and there was 35k. This year, just 11 kilometers. And it comes quite far out from the finishing line. I'll be honest, I'm a bit let down. The day after, there will be a individual time trial. With an uphill finish into Perugia, we're going to gain about uh, 200 or so meters of altitude and a little kicker towards the end of that stage. Then on stage eight, we're going to have a mountain stage from Spoleto up to the Prato di Tivo. This is where Tade Pogaccia obliterated the field back at Tirreno Adriatico in 2021. A real sort of Apennine finish should be interesting indeed. Before we end week one with a stage to Naples. Really, Gino, we're going back to the same places that we keep coming back to in recent years. Yeah, we've been to Naples in the past two years and we're back again for stage nine. Well, that rounds out week one. Uh, lots of hilly stages, two mountaintop finishes, an individual time trial of 37 kilometers in length. This is almost like its own week-long stage race. Pretty heavy in week one. Yeah, uh, you and I completely agree with your thoughts on the gravel stage. We were expecting this huge stage and then, yeah, nothing. But Pranto de Tivo, interesting. I, yeah, your point about them going the same places as well is a bit underwhelming. And um, But they are going very north to south, which is quite nice. And uh, a, quite a long time trial as well. What do you make of the time trial? I mean, the actual route is I mean, flat and you got hill at the end. It's a bit like the time trial route we had back in 2019 into San Marino, uh, won by Roglic, 
on a very rainy day. 37 kilometers in week one. It's a bit heavy. On stage seven as well. There's more time trialing to come in the week, in week two. Just saying, but um, I don't know. This this feels more like a sort of week two, week three time trial with the hill involved. Yeah, I would have preferred a team time trial in that course, but uh, one can dream. <laughs> Nevertheless, you know what's happening in week two. Okay, on that bombshell. Week two begins uh, in Pompeii. But if you close your eyes... I think you all know about, about men Vesuvius. Uh, but the stage begins in Pompeii, and we have a summer finish on the cards up to uh, Cusano Mutei, which is actually quite a difficult climb. It's one of these like staircase climbs, which has like different sort of uh, stages to it. it. It should be really interesting, quite a steep finale as well, which uh, definitely will, will sort of spice up the race as we... Uh, head northwards after dipping down in week one. There are a couple of sort of flat stages that take us up towards the north. Uh, and I mean, the next real point of meeting will be on stage 14 at Lake Garda, where we are going to have a, uh, a time trial around Italy's largest lake. Yes, another time trial, this time just 31 kilometers in length before stage 15, which is a disgusting mountain stage with over 5,000 meters of altitude gain. It's over 200 kilometers in length. Yes, the Giro loves a long mountain stage and this is another one of them. Uh, we have a number of meaty, meaty climbs, including Livigno, where we finish this stage over 2,000 meters above sea level. We also have Africa as well, Halfway through the stage, that's where Jan Hit took a stage win back in 2022. And that rounds out week two. A really, really difficult mountain stage at the end. A mountain, well, sorry, a flat time trial rather. And a summit finish to open up the week. It seems almost like this Giro has been done in reverse. Nice week, man. I mean, it's all right. I like the fact they, they open it up with, with, with a meaty stage. It's just not very like Grand Tour style. Usually we begin with sort of uh light introduction because probably i don't think we're going to see big gc action on stage 10 in that case and then we have a couple of like sort of transition stages as we move northwards then a time trial on stage 14 then the mountain stage on stage 15 i quite like that they've done it with the time trial then the mountain stage i quite like that way of doing it around but yeah i mean it's intriguing that stage to lavigno i don't know whether it's going to be too difficult Sometimes in the past, we've seen some mountain stages be too difficult that the, that the riders sort of have an armistice. So we'll see if that happens on that stage, particularly after the time trial, if the time trial leaves sort of monumental gaps. It could be exciting, like you said, but uh, yeah, I mean... And we get the pass at Stelvio, but it comes in the first 100 kilometers. Bit of a strange profile, this one. The summit of the climb will come after the 50 kilometer marker. After that... From 2,700 meters above sea level, we then dive down to the valleys for 100 kilometers. Then we have a sort of staircase climb finale to Santa Cristina. Yeah, a tough finale. We're going to go up to 15% in the end for a category two climb. Uh, it's steep. Maybe the Stadivio will do its damage in the beginning, but its its positioning in the stage is a little bit sort of odd, uh, if I'm if, if I'm honest. On stage 17, we go from Selva di Valle Gardena up to the Paso del Brocon. It's I mean it starts climbing from the get-go once again, a bit like the stage before. We go above 2,000 meters in the first 50 kilometers of racing once again. We have a number of climbs to take on in what is actually quite a short mountain stage of 160 kilometers. That final climb is 12 kilometers long. It's a 
category one, uh, and it will um, be roughly 9%, topping out at 14% in gradients. It should be a tough finale on stage 17. Stage 18 will take the riders to Padua, a old university city in Italy. In the typical Giro d'Italia northeastern flat stage, sometimes this has been won by a breakaway. That trend has happened in the past couple of years, uh, but it will really be our um, sprinters hurrah before we go into the mountains for one last time. With stage 20, the final mountain stage of this Giro from Alapago to the Bassano del Grappa. Yes, we're in Grappa region. And we go up the Monte Grappa on two occasions. It's it's a category one. It's what, 18 kilometers long. It's a tough one, 10% average gradient. And uh, that'll be the final climb of the Giro. We take it on two occasions, but we do not finish at the top. We have a downhill to Bassano del Grappa for the end of the climbing of this Giro. Stage 21 takes the riders to Rome. You know, with all this talk about climate change and sort of um, transition times, this feels a little bit futile. Uh, because we're transitioning from Grappa, right in the north, down to Rome, about halfway down Italy, for a sprint stage. Yep, that's it. That's the Giro. Anyways, that uh, concludes our 2024 Giro d'Italia, with seven summer finishes in total, a number of hill stages, and over 68 kilometers of individual time trialing. Scott, overall, it's an okay Giro route. I'm not enthralled, <laughs> as you can tell. I think, yeah, you're right with the... I think my, my, my tone conveys that. The long transfer is, is yeah, absolutely disgraceful, to be honest. Yeah, but the grappa stage does look interesting, though. When when we think about the flat, deflated Stelvio stage, that is probably one to look towards. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it definitely, it definitely adds something, but I think a downhill finish might make it a little bit blunt. I think an uphill finish would have made it more exciting, but I mean, they've taken this approach and we haven't had a Grand Tour end really on a downhill in a while. So it's pretty, it'd be pretty interesting to see how, how it actually works out. I think oh, it's the last time. Well, it finishes in Rome. I mean, yes, true, true, true. But in terms of, of like like the Grand Tour, I mean, the actual GC fighting, ending in a downhill is interesting. But I mean, not going to lie, I would like to see TT around Rome. Yeah. If we're going to make that huge transfer, come on, at least let it be a GC for, instead of it just being a nothing sprint stage. If yeah. we're going to spew all this carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, it might as well be, be for a good cause. Yeah, we've kind of hinted out our opinions over this this Giro, but I feel like the Giro in recent years has always tried to put a bit of spice because mm. it's always competing against the Tour de France, but there's not actually too much spice here. The gravel stage, which was maybe the big attraction with the Stelvio, turns out to be like nothing. I I think the spice could be that uh, the fireworks of the Grand Partenza, given that day one is going to be a tough hilly stage, stage two is a summer finish. Straight away, boom, you're into it on stage two. I don't know whether that's going to kill the GC, particularly if we have someone who is overwhelmingly strong. If if they gain a minute on the stage two Europa, then what does that mean for the for the general classification going in, in, into the rest of that week, particularly with the TT in Perugia and then the summer finish the day after Prato di Tivo? But um, I, th I, th I think that really top-loaded first week could be the spice that they're going for, given that it's, it's, it's almost like a sort of um, a Tirreno Giatico in that first week, not in terms of the geography, but in terms of like you get a couple summer finishes, gravel stage, boom, TT. It, it really is a bit of everything. But that might be to the rest of the race's detriment in terms of 
the race being won by stage nine, really. Yeah, apart from that, I don't really see where else the spice comes in this race. I think a couple of these mountain stages, I mean, it, they, they, they frustrate me. I think uh, that Stelvio stage, it's great. We got the Stelvio back, but it could have been, would have been more influential if it was later in the stage. If we're going to put it back in, in, into the parkour, then why isn't it later in, in the race? There's a couple of mountain stages that begin at almost 2000 meters above sea level we climb at the beginning of them i understand they're, they're having like they're having short transfers but just seems a bit strange stages 19 and 18 will be completely inconsequential to gc so seems a bit useless to have them just before a downhill finish on stage 20 so i really am not enthralled by this route i am glad the judo are moving away from their trend of backloading the race in recent years where particularly in 2023 we were very critical of the route given that all the mountain stages were really in that final week of racing and we didn't see any action up until that point the same thing kind of happened in 2022 as well this this time it's almost like it's maybe front loaded i sound like goldilocks here but um yeah i, I, I don't know I'm, I'm really not enthralled to be honest i'm hoping I mean, that the tour de france gives us a little bit more spice and edge yeah that's the thing though because now they're going to be outdone by the tour now uh completely you would think but yeah, you said that it could be one or lost in that first week. Equally, it could be so boring that they just nullify the race as well. Yeah. I also think as, as well, like, um, with sort of, I mean, they're in competition with, with the Tour de France this year. They had a huge amount of time trialing kilometers. In comparison to the Tour de France, there's very few amounts of time trialing kilometers. We know the Tour de France is going to in, in, include a, a TT at the end in, in it, from Monaco to Nice. That was sort of a given. I wasn't sure if in the Juno they were trying to sort of strip back the time trialing kilometers. I'm not sure if they were going to throw in a mountain time trial, given how well the mountain time trial went last year at Montalassari, and they were going to try and do a sort of Tour de France thing where they were bringing back time trials. But I mean, 60 kilometers of, well, 68 kilometers of time trialing, that's still quite a lot. I don't know how much the Tour de France is going to be. Maybe this is them trying to lure the, the, the more time trial engines in. But yeah, I can't really see who this route would favor, to be honest. It's not sort of screaming out for certain riders to come here. But there are certain rumors that that, that Pogacar might, might be here. Any route really suits Pogacar. Um, so that could be cool. You would have thought more gravel then if they were trying to... Yeah, and also I mean, maybe a visit into Slovenia. Uh, that could have brought out Pogacar. But uh, we're not going into in Slovenia this time. Um, we came very close last year. But um, yeah, I mean... The rest of like sort of GC guys, I, I honestly put a gun to my head. I couldn't tell you who this could really suit, but I'm sure people in the comment section will be more informed than I am. I mean, I would have loved to have seen the Stelvio as a time trial, mountain time trial. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's like too long of a climb to throw into it. I just think having the Stelvio I mean, as like the final climb of the day would have been cool instead of it being in the first 50 that, kilometers well, of stage. Time trial, that's what I want. Time trial. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been. It would have been cool. Um, In time trial. I reckon as well, closing off these mountain roads is probably easier than closing off like yeah. roads. Yeah. For instance, in the middle of Perugia. Um, instead of, yeah, yeah, like it probably would have been easier to, to have all the, you know, because is the Passo di Stelvio really that in demand? And then yeah. traffic jams up the Passo di Stelvio? Yeah. Yeah, sports cars because of Top Gear. I don't know, but um, 
I'm intrigued to see what, what, what the commenters are going to think about this through you guys enthralled. I think the Grand Departenza really, that's super interesting. But I think this GR maybe will just lose momentum going later into, later into the race. Well, on that high note, that's it for this review of the 2024 Giro d'Italia. Obviously, we can't really do a prediction because we have no idea who's even interested in this route in terms of riders. But, Chai Hindley, he, he was at the presentation. Yeah. What's well, that? Roglic. 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 He's not going to go here, let's be honest. No, no, Roglic. I mean, I think Roglic was there because he's the reigning champion. Roglic is going to the Tour of France, we know that. Yeah, but as always, thank you very much for watching and we will see you around.